0: Oh, hey, you are listening to the Therapist Evolved podcast. I am your host, Chastity Holcomb, a fellow therapist and your new favorite gentle challenger. Much like you, I was sold on the therapist dream of feeling a private practice. But it turns out it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. I mean, hello. I knew I needed a different business model because I wanted more time. I needed more space and I wanted more income and impact freedom. So I decreased my therapy caseload by turning my private practice expertise into a thriving community. I learned a lot about online marketing sales and what it takes to lead a curated community and enroll high-ticket clients into my coaching programs. And on this podcast, I'm letting it all hang out and sharing it all with you so that you can decrease your therapy caseload with a sustainable high-ticket group coaching program too. Let's get started, shall we? Sometimes when an alarm is going off, we hit snooze. Other times, we actually wake up. And today I want to talk about some alarms that might be going off for you when it comes to waking up to your calling, waking up to this idea of creating the community that you and I know you have always wanted. I think this topic is going to be really interesting and in helping you diagnose and helping you really um, wake up <laughs> to this sense of a deep calling that you have and kind of where do we go from there? So if you are new to me, hello and welcome. My name is Chastity. I'm a licensed therapist here in Texas um, who woke up to the call of creating a community and loves it. Um, I'm also a business coach for other therapists, helping them build communities um, that are profitable and sustainable by creating and launching the high-ticket group coaching program. And so I'm excited for us to be talking about that today. I want this discussion to be one that you kind of ponder on. So if you want to take notes, if you want to come back and listen and tune into this at a later time, um, that you can really soak in the information. I think that that's, that's kind of one of these episodes. So I was talking to one of the clients um, in Evolve and we are kind of walking through... Um, you know, those kind of trigger moments in life, those trigger moments in business, those trigger moments that happen in our private practice where this shift happens and it's like something has to change. I'm not exactly sure what, but I know that something has to change. And one of the things we were discussing is that these long-term goals that we set up for ourselves, like pulling that out of this like pseudo atmosphere, And bringing it into the now, even if we don't have a concrete plan, but just being able to say, like, I know that I want this thing. How can I make it happen today? What can I what are the steps that I need to start putting in place right now to help that uh, that long term goal be a right now goal? Right. And so one of the things we were talking about is like how much she desired to build a community and how she didn't know exactly what that would look like. And how that would feel, how it would make sense income wise, how it would make sense on her schedule because, you know, her, she's been packed with one on one clients. But like knowing that a community is something that she's wanted and maybe that's you. Right. I definitely know that that was me. Um, I have always thrived when I was teaching or facilitating groups. Um, if you know any anything about the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram nine. And if you look at the numbers, it's kind of like clockwise nine's at the top. And nines have a perspective of, like, everybody. <laughs> and so we, we're pretty good at, like, facilitating group and facilitating um, seeing different perspectives and, like, bringing it all together. And not saying that you have to be a nine in order to be, like, a community builder or, like, you know, being able to have that perspective. But I think it helps me. And I think some of those characteristics we all share. If you've loved groups, facilitating groups, and, like, seeing as a collective people having those like aha moments or like sharing, like, oh my gosh, girl, me too. I didn't know that anybody else was feeling that. And you're like seeing the sparks and it gives you life. Like that's, that's a me type of thing. And that's, it was the same thing for my client, but here's the traction, right? I think in our therapy world in our realm, when it comes to like groups, we think of one or two things. We think about support groups, or we think about um, process groups. And you can let me know, like, if that's something that you, when you hear, like, I hope you, you know, create a group, you're thinking, like, oh, it's gonna be a therapy or a process. And, and that's what she was thinking that her goal had to be. But when it comes to the traditional model of setting up a, a therapy group, process, support, um, it's not exactly the same, right? There is, um, Definitely the price difference. Usually when you're doing a group, a therapy group, it's like 30 to 40, maybe $50 a session um, and maybe last like six to eight weeks or something like that. Um, but when it comes to the group that I help you set up, it's completely different um, price-wise, length-wise, curriculum-wise, all of that. So for her, she was thinking like, I didn't know if a group was a good idea because I'm thinking that's not gonna really make sense for the business model that I'm trying to go towards. Um, and so sometimes we will like have these perce- perceptions, or we'll create these boxes, or give to the boxes that you know the therapy industry has created for us, and we think just because um, that is all we know, that that's what we have to go into, right? That there there is a, there is no other way. So it's like ah, well I'll just kind of set that to the side again, pushing it to that long term type of goal rather than pulling it into the now and so one of the things that like i really just want to call out if anything is just like you can create your own box you know that it doesn't have to be something that is wildly um marketed or advertised for therapists to do Like it doesn't have to be this kind of one straight and narrow path that you've been taught. It doesn't have to be therapy group as far as like process or support groups, like, and and I'll talk, I'll give you those, these three warning signs that kind of help me come up to this conclusion, but it doesn't have to fit the status quo. If that does not like ring true for you, you know that you want a community, but it doesn't look like that, you don't have, it doesn't have to be, right? So I want to give you kind of three um, signs, three indicators that like having a group coaching program or like setting up a community is what's going to get you to that desire that you're wanting and get you out of the place of like, um, I'm not going to create this in the traditional therapy model way. Right. So how can you tell? How can you know that it's time for you to be able to, to kind of switch this The first thing is obviously if leading a group of a curated, you know, people, um, who are going, going through similar things or have a similar problem and you want to be able to, as a collective guide them through the solution, I think that one-to-one work well, I know that one-to-one work won't get you there. Because one, it's not a collective, right? And therapy groups may not get you there because it's not sustainable. It's like, yes, you will have a community in a sense um, when people come and show up or you know do the virtual show up or something like that. Yes, the group is there, the community is there. Um, but from a sustainable model for their sake and yours, you know, mathematical-wise, income-wise, the ability for them to continue to show up for those sessions, that probably doesn't make sense, right? But if the thought of you, like, leading people as a collective through a transformation, helping them with one, um, solve one specific problem, whether that is, you know, boundary work, something related to, um, you know, being able to have better communication skills in their marriage, like whatever those, whatever the solution is that you're helping them with. I think that um, that having a community is really what you desire, but maybe there has been something in you telling you that you can't create it the way that you want to, right? You don't actually see it as the way out that it actually is. But if it brings you alive, I believe that it's there for a reason. Um, I think I maybe have shared this before, talked about this recently about like, I am such a believer that God places things. He like plants seeds in us for a reason. And sometimes he removes things from us for a reason. Right. This idea of like. Everyone is not meant to lead a community. Everyone doesn't like that. Right. Just like everyone doesn't like working with kids in a therapy practice or working with adults in a therapy practice. Like everybody has their own zone of genius. Everybody has their own like way that they thrive and they can give their best to. Like, think about that. The way that you give has to be aligned with what comes naturally to you. So if that desire of having community is there, like, let's not keep hitting snooze. Let's not keep denying yourself of that possibility of having that, right, so that first sign of like you love you 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 love groups, you thrive in community helping people through a transformation as a collective. the other one is you thrive in structure now listen, I don't know about you, but I love a good structure, okay. I love a good planning session. I love a good step-by-step process. I love a good do this, then do that type of setup and situation. It helps my whole life, especially with being a mom of two toddlers. And even before I had kids, I've always kind of been a person that has gravitated towards and appreciated structure. It just gives me mental clarity. It gives me, um, it just, it makes me not have to work as hard. And I think the way that I've built my community before and the way that I teach other therapists to, to build their communities is a very structured oriented way so that the guesswork of like showing up verse as a uh, first as a coach, not a therapist, but just showing up for your collective community um, in a way that you're not having to create all of these like one, uh, one-off bite-sized pieces of content, but it's actually a, a structured curriculum that you're able to guide people through in a community setting, in a group setting. Like if you gravitate towards structure, doing something like having, you know, um, multiple courses or having multiple workshops or having um, even sometimes one-to-one work, you know, for honest, if you gravitate towards that more like I need to know what I'm doing in a kind of process step-by-step way, I think having a community in the, in, excuse me, in the way that I help you and help you design it, I think that's a good sign. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to honor where you are. You have to honor what comes naturally to you. I think a lot of our, um, a lot of the strife that we go through when we're when our when we're in our businesses, we're seeing one to one clients, we're building up our practices, or just trying to like continue to grow it or sustain where it is. It's like being honest about your strengths. Are you stewarding your strengths well? Are you connected and aligned to what matters to you? Not just from like a, you know a personal perspective, but. Not pers, not personal, but like a family perspective. Like, are you you seeing your family? Are you doing that? Like, yes, that matters, but also from a very deep personal value based type of thing. You know, (coughs) are you honoring your strengths related to the way you show up? Things that you like to do. You know, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to wing it. If you're not good at winging it, why are you going to wing it? that's not going to do anything but frustrate you and frustrate the people that you are trying to help, right? So that is number two. If you, if you thrive off structure, you're, you gravitate towards structure. I think having community in the way that I help you is going to be effective. (coughs) Excuse me. The last one, the last warning sign that I will leave with you is just, if you, um, Kind of as I said at the beginning of the beginning of this, if you have always had in your mind that you have wanted to build a community, but you keep saying, like, oh, like, you know, later. You know, like sometime I'll do it later on. It doesn't, it's not really important to me right now. I'll figure it out later. If you if it's always been present with you, but you have been hitting the snooze on it, like it's just something to just like. Hovering in your spirit, <laughs> um, but somehow you keep convincing yourself that you will get to it eventually. Like this is a good sign that it's not going nowhere. In fact, it's probably going to get—it's probably only going to get louder and louder until you eventually convince yourself that it's not possible. I don't want you to get to that space. I know you probably don't want yourself to get to that space either. because truly anything is possible if you're able to commit to the process of setting it up see yourself through to it it's like starting today getting yourself out of what you're not really good at and that's another thing when it comes to like therapy and one-to-one work like your private practice doesn't have to be your end goal if you don't want it to be it doesn't have to be like Well, I've reached private practice. This is like what I said I was going to do. And this is my top line. And this is my end goal. Not if you don't have, not if you don't want it to be. Sometimes we start things and we later realize this is not really for me. And it's okay to turn around, turn the boat around, right? But this calling, this tug of like, I want to do that. I want to help moms. I want to help couples. I want to help professional women. I want to help fill in the blank, right? In a collective so that they know that they're not alone on the journey. I want to be able to facilitate them, them as a collective through that. That is a gift. And I encourage you, I invite you to honor that gift, to not quiet it, to not, you know, turn the alarm off. Honor it, steward it. It's given to you for a reason. It has been planted in you for a reason. Okay? Okay. So those are the three warning signs just to review. Um, Three signs to know that it's time for you to build a community that you've always wanted. One, you love the thought of leading a collective. Two, you are gravitated towards structure. You like to know what you're doing when you're doing it and you like processes along the way. And you like creating that so that other people have that same structure in their life to get them to the transformation that you're gonna provide, that's a good sign, you know? Three is if you have always said to yourself, <clears throat> I'm gonna do this eventually. Like this is gonna be my long term goal. Wednesday, one day, how do we bring that into today? Thank you so much for listening to the Therapist Evolve podcast. I mean, we always have the best conversations, don't we? So why stop here? If you're a private practice psychotherapist who's ready to decrease your therapy caseload with a sustainable coaching business model, I think my program Evolve has a seat with your name on it. This program is a robust system that allows expert therapists just like you to create and launch a 3K or more group coaching program. Apply for Evolve by going to chastityholcomb.com backslash Evolve or clicking the link in the description. Once you apply, you'll receive an exclusive training on three critical steps you must take to decrease your therapy caseload without jeopardizing your income. Find out which step you need to focus on most by applying for Evolve today. And I cannot wait to chat with you more about how Evolve can support you and your business. All right, darling, chat with you soon.